Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson. I'd like to welcome you back to my podcast, When He Speaks Erotica from a Man's Perspective. And as always, I want to say thank you to the listeners and uh, thank you to the supporters who have really helped uh, this podcast uh, grow. I appreciate you. But I, I, I want to um, send a special shout out to a guy who uh, dropped some real good information about um, podcasting. And um, his uh, knowledge in the game definitely um, is something that I'm going to apply to this podcast. And um, the name of his podcast is Black Blessed Hands. That's Black Blessed Hands. So if you get an opportunity, check that brother out, um, Mr. Davis, um, YouTube, Facebook, and his podcast is on Spotify. And once again, that is Black Blessed Hands. Appreciate that, Mr. Davis. Thank you. Now, um, tonight I'm talking about, I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> I was going to talk about something, but I'm going to tell a story tonight. I just popped in my head to tell a story that um, it was like one of my first online dating experiences. So please sit back and relax. And we'll be right back with the question of tonight. All right, we're back. So the question tonight is how to let go of a lover without losing your mind. That's how to let go of it a lover without losing your mind. Do you know what it feels like to love somebody so much that you're willing to do anything for them? You're willing to do anything, even if you knew there was no chance of them loving you back. You know that old saying, no risk, no reward, rings true with this kind of love. However, the risk is more than you can imagine. Sometimes letting go is the right thing to do, and it may be time to move on. Whether you're dealing with a breakup or an affair, the process process is always the same. One thing you have to do, you have to be aware of your emotions. It's hard to see them sometimes, but... They're always there. They're so much a part of us that we can't imagine life without them. The same way we can't imagine life without breathing. Stop blaming the other person. We tend to blame the person we love the most and the one we know the best. It's no surprise that finding yourself still attached to someone after they moved on, you may blame them for your headache and your heartache. If stuck in this situation, it'll be helpful to remember that it's not just one party who shares the responsibility of the relationship ending. It took two of you to start the relationship, so it takes two of you to break up the relationship, even though someone probably had suggested that we break that you know you break up 
but still you have to come to a point where you agree and accept that the person has moved on or don't want to be bothered with you no more. It's hard to move on. We're emotionally attached to the idea of a relationship. Relationships mean so much to people. We know, we need to know why our partner wants to end things. Why do they want to break up? Why do you want to give up this time together? What is it that I can do to make things better? But we feel like the information they're giving us isn't enough. A person can tell you a hundred times, it's not me, it's not you, it's me. And you still won't believe, some people still won't get it. They can't accept that. We're having a million questions and we often don't have the closure we want. Last, suck it up and move on. It sounds harsh. It sounds bitter. It sounds mean. But that's reality. There are plenty of things that people go through in life. Some easy. Others not so much. Losing a lover can be one of the most difficult experiences that you'll go through. It may be challenging to find the right words to say or the right way to let go of your lover. But a person can make a conscious conscious decision to move on and leave memories behind. So suck it up, move on. It's best for both parties. So that was the question of the night. And um, I hope that you enjoyed it. And we'll be right back with the main topic. All right, and now to the topic of tonight. Pimping the God hypnosis. All right. Um, when I choose a title, when I choose to do my own graphic as far as my thumbnail, you know, my pictures for the particular podcast, I do like a lot of thorough research. I, I kind of like think, I try to think outside the box. So when it came to this topic, pimping, the God hypnosis, I had to really do some uh, thorough research. Because I think of pimping as, I'm not saying pimps are God. I'm not saying it. But to the women that they have under their spell, to the women who get out in the cold, in the dark night to make money for a pimp, that pimp got to have some type of God-like presence to that woman. And I say that because that's not a normal thing to get a woman to get up and work long hours and be in the face of many strangers. You got to be some type of 
what's the word? You have to be some type of God <clears throat> to get a woman to do that. Especially in this day and age. You're, you you got to be damn near perfect. But on the flip side, you have some women who are lost. Who don't have a sense of direction. Who are unaware of the fact that they don't have to get out there and sell their body. They don't have to let a man manipulate them. Sure, they know that. But. I don't think they truly understand that. Especially if they're coming from somewhere they don't have no money, don't have no family, no friends, no place to live. And then you got this guy who's shining, who has money, who has a nice warm car, who's willing to offer you a place to stay. If you're willing to do certain things. So the woman is looking at it like it's cold out here. It's 27 degrees. I ain't got no money. I'm on my last leg. And he's trying to help me. (laughs) Help. Okay. In their mind, yeah, that's help. But to a motherfucker who know better, that's the trap. That's the the carrot under the box. You got the carrot and you got the string, the invisible string under a box with a stick. You grab the carrot, the box closed down on you. But it's, it's, it's a situation that a lot of women find themselves in. And once they're in that position, then the pimp goes to work. He starts to n- nurture her. He lets her know that, you know what? You know, I'll be, I'm going to come back to that. Because I got an example that I want to talk about. I want to share on the, the way a pimp can control a woman or has been known to control a woman. So I'm going to come back to that one. But um, for many, the pimp is, is a misunderstood term. It evokes the image of a drug lord, a mobster, or someone <laughs> that lurks in the dark. <laughs> that's funny, lurk in the dark. But that's all wrong. Pimping is not just two consent, uh, consenting adults making money for their mutual desires. No, pimping is a lifestyle. It's a way of life. It's a, it's their bread and butter. It's how they live, both the pimp and the prostitute. But the pimp getting most of the advantages. A pimp mindset. To be a pimp is to be a leader and a role model. You're a powerful individual who empower your woman and make them better than where they were before. Similar to what I was just saying a few minutes ago. You stand for what is right and do what is right and teach the woman to do what is right according to the pimp. 
as a young man growing up in the 70s, late 70s and early 80s, I witnessed true pimping. But the first time I saw a pimp was at the movie theater, the drive-in movie theater. And it was the classic 1973, the Mac starring Max Julian. Rest in peace to the brother Max Julian who just died. Uh, I want to say it was January 1st. One of the, one of my role models. And I'm not saying that I glorify Pimpin, by no means. But coming up, you didn't have black role models. You had your uncle, and if your father was around, yeah. But outside of that, um, maybe a basketball coach, a male figure in church. But like most young black boys, we saw a lot of movies and TV. Fred Williamson, Jim Brown, Jim Kelly, Sidney Poirier, Bill Cosby, and Max Julian. Max Julian was my role model. I didn't know shit about him, but I didn't know what he was saying in the movie. But I'm going to recite what he said to the young lady. And when I tell you, it stays with me. It's one of the coldest lines that I've heard in, a, in decades. I'm not talking about years, I'm talking about decades, at least four decades. Okay, let's see if I can get this right. There's a part in the movie with Max Julian, when, when Goldie is sitting down talking to um, a young lady, he's recruiting her and he hits her with He hits her with, everything is going to be all right. I'm going to be everything to you. I'm going to be your father. I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be your lover. But you got to believe in me. You got to believe that everything I tell you to do is for the best, for the both of us. Yo, <laughs> at an early age, I had to been 12, 13. I didn't understand those words, but I knew the motherfuckers' words were powerful. And I kept watching that part. For years, I watched, I studied that part. Then when I got older and I realized what it meant, I didn't agree with it, but it stayed in my back pocket. <laughs> it stayed in my back pocket because there were times where situations of pimping presented itself in my relationships or um, situationships and by no means am I a pimp but I had the, the, the mentality I didn't strong arm no one I didn't force anyone I didn't you know convince anyone to do anything if 
there was an opportunity presented to me and if I was in need, then yeah. Yeah. I put on my pimp hat. <laughs> I put on my pimp hat and, you know, you got to believe in me. You got to believe that everything is going to be all right. I'm going to be everything to you. I'm going to be your father. I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be your lover. But you got to believe. You got to believe that everything I tell you to do is for the best. For the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm not the only one. There's been plenty of dudes and some women who has taken the mind um, set of pimps and applied it to people that they deal with. So this thing has been going on for years. It's been recycled, it's been reshaped, reformed, and thrown back out there. That's a little weak now because to me, this generation of young people have weak mindsets, weak thought processes. They solved, they always expect, they don't wanna work for shit. But that's a different story. I don't want to go too much into that. That's kind of like a personal thing with me. Um, But yeah, if you haven't seen the Mac, please check it out with Max Julian, the late Richard Pryor, and a host of other good actors and actresses. actresses. Um, That movie definitely applied to some of my life. Well, not so much the movie, but Max Julian. And like I said, I didn't glorify Pimp. I just took a little bit from it and applied it to who I was. Now, did it make me a bad person? Did it make me a fucked up person? Probably so, you know. But I can talk about it. I can talk about the experiences that I've been through. You know, and that's what this podcast is about. Talking about shit I've gone through, shit I've seen, or what people I know have gone through. So I was just amazed by his charisma, just how he recruited her. And I don't want to go too much into the movie for the people who hadn't seen it, but it is a fucking classic. Now I'm not, by no means am I saying, look at this movie and use it on people. I'm not saying that. And hopefully you're aware enough to know that that's not what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, But if an opportunity presents itself, then you got to do what's best for you. I will say that. So, pimping is like the oldest profession that's been around for many years. Uh, The reality of pimping is quite different. Um, sometimes pimps can be nice and when they're being, and okay, let me, let me say this from my opinion, when a pimp is being nice to a woman or to his prostitute, he needs to be nice in order for that money to generate. If you, if you're constantly being mean, if you're constantly checking your woman, if you're constantly disrespecting her, 
then she's not going to get out there and do what it is that you need her to do. So a pimp has to keep a level head. I remember getting out of the Navy and um, we went to this bar in Milwaukee and I saw several pimps sitting at the bar and women, you know, coming in and out, in and out. And, you know, we sitting there in our Cracker Jack uniforms with white hats sticking out like sore thumbs. So we sitting there and uh, somebody sent us a round of drinks. And we're like, who sent it? And they point to this one guy. Wasn't flashy, just a regular dude with a three-piece brown suit. Had the little chain with the watch and the vest. And he came over and he said, hey, did y'all just graduate boot camp? We said, yeah. He said, well, congratulations. This one's on me and the next one. He was a fellow uh, Navy seaman. Um, I think he said he did about four or five years. But he, you know, sat there and talked with us for a while and kind of like gave a little game about pimping. He said, if you're smart, if you're a go-getter, and if you got a good mouthpiece, you can anybody do anything you want them to do. Back then, I didn't understand it. It wasn't until like 10, 15 years later, I was like, oh, I get what you meant. So, pimping has been around for a long time. I mean, I've seen it, I've witnessed it, I've been around it, but I've never considered myself as a pimp and never will. Um, the hierarchy of pimping is an imaginary representation representation of the pecking order in pimp, prostitute, and trick. The equivalent today would be a CEO, managers, supervisors. Also, if you take it a little further, it lose to the elite of this world, the 1%, high-end executives, and middle class and poor. So middle class and poor are the tricks and uh, um, tricks and uh, workers. Then you got uh, high end executives, and they're the managers and the prostitute. And the CEO is the pimp and one uh, percent. So, how has pimping evolved? The world of pimping has changed dramatically in recent decades. It's happening more than you know. The act of prostitution sometimes, I'm sorry, the act of prostituting someone is strictly for um, financial gain. And it hasn't been outdated. The modern day pimp is an opportunist who use the internet, chat room, and dating sites to find his next, you know, meal ticket. One thing about pimps, they're kind of showy as far as materialism. Um, not all. Some like to go under the radar. But some do, you know, flash money, pop bottles, Got the latest Rolex. And Pimpin has evolved 
from a profession to a lifestyle. In wrapping this up, men who become pimps are not born into the lifestyle. They're either forced into it or they choose it for themselves after being subject to any type of harsh environment. Um, I think that's a little weak. I think uh, everybody has free will. And at some point, you make a choice. Yeah, you might have seen some things. You might have been raised in the brothel. I mean, Richard Pryor, he was raised in the brothel. But he didn't, as far as I know, didn't do any pimping. So, but um, it's about choice. Pimping is a, is a um, parasite, parasitic lifestyle preys on the weakness of society and it's a cycle that will never be broken because it is a lifestyle that only can be imposed on others so um the pimp game has been around it's going to be around nothing's going to change nothing's going to you know stop that cow that cash cow because as long as you got people who think they can manipulate mind control or convince you to get out there in the cold dark night to make money lay on your back then it's going to be around for a long time um this this one of them subjects that i've been holding off on because I get like a lot of a lot of ideas to do something different, and uh, a lot of times I, I I I try not to do what it is that I want to do. I try to come up with stuff that people might be interested in listening. And, and I've learned by looking at the numbers, certain topics get certain listeners. And there's some other stuff I need to do. Um, like I said last week, it's this guy who reached out. Well, um, he did like a Facebook post and I, you know, contacted him and he reached me and, you know, just gave me some tips on what to do as far as promoting the podcast. And um, I'm in that process, you know, because now I feel like um, I'm really making some leeway with this as far as talking Wednesday and Saturday nights about topics. Um, recently, I read a, a post in this community where um podcast community where this guy was he was kind of like going off on relationship podcasts he, he he mentioned that with relationship podcasts all you hear is about cheating and you know um men ain't shit. and he said you know a lot of people don't want to hear that and, and that's true some people don't want to hear it some people know there's more to relationships than cheating but then you have people who just want to hear about cheating, who are entertained by people cheating, stories, you know? So I thought it was kind of fucked up for him to, well, I don't think it's wrong for him to voice his opinion, but he made it seem like it was a bad thing to talk about 
what you want to talk about. Because honestly, cheating is a niche. You know what I'm saying? If you look at certain stories, there's a good percentage of it. It starts with cheating or cheating is somehow or another in that book. So people, it's, and it's up there as far as, you know, what people want to read because it's entertaining. It's, it's curiosity, you know? So for him to say that, I thought it was kind of, you know, out of pocket, but everybody got their own opinion. And that's one of the reasons why I won't deal with people when I do this podcast, because I know that it's a small number of people who think like me. Now, people may think like me, but they're not going to really talk about it. Um, And there's a lot of different factors. One in particular is the religious Christian factor, you know, and what I mean by that is Christianity has been injected in our DNA for centuries. And a lot of people can't shake it. What I mean by shaking it is by they feel like you got to be a certain way in order to be in this world. You got to think like God. You have to walk in God's steps. You have to um, elevate yourself above people. Because I know a lot of Christians who think they're better than people. And they bleed just like me and you. But um, so there's a lot of factors when it comes to talking or, or having conversations about sex and romance and fucking. Some people can't even say the word fucking. So um, me doing this with somebody, I don't think it's a good fit. And I, I don't think I'll be having guests either because honestly, um, I think it's overrated. I think it's oversaturated. I think it's, um, it depends on what type of podcast or what platform you have. Me, I'm an introvert. You know, I can do this all day and not care about not having nobody to go back and forth with because I know how to do research. I know how to form a sentence. I know how to form a paragraph and I know how to be engaging. And like I said, everybody, this ain't for everybody. But if I got one person who listened to my podcast that week until I talk to you again, then I've done my job. And that's the only thing that matters is to me the need of the people. It could be one or it could be 50 now. Yeah, it would be good to get 50 people listen to my podcast after I drop it, every time I drop it. But reality, I know what lane I'm in. I'm talking about sex. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about fucking. Some people might like it, but that still don't mean they will support it. Well, they it still don't mean that they will even share it. You know, so um, I've learned ways to build an audience. And that's, you know, that's the process I'm in now. So um, I got some things up, some other things coming up that I'm trying to get done before the year's out. And I'll keep y'all, you know, uh, updated on it. It's just 
when you're working solo, it's a lot. It's a lot. And one piece of advice I will, you know, share with anyone who's thinking about podcasting, create a team. And what that means is if you need someone to write your stuff for you, if you need someone to, um, now, if you're not doing it yourself, go ahead. If you don't mind doing it, go ahead. But if you find yourself getting stressed about meeting deadlines and come up with good topics, and if you need help in anything, invest in a virtual assistant. Invest in some software. Invest in some books and read how to be better at what you're doing. I don't care what it is. If it's, you know, doing uh, coloring books on SD, SD, whatever it's called. Whatever you're doing, just, you know, learn how to do it better. So, but um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. This has been a great podcast. I finally got a chance to uh, acknowledge one of the best actors, I think, in, in this lifetime, Max Julian. And once again, uh, rest in peace. And if you get a chance, check out the classic, 1973, The Mac. Goldie. Goldie. There's another part in there that's going to stand out if you check it out. So um, I'm not going to even go into it because then I'll start telling the movie. So, But um, I hope everybody have a good night. Take care of yourselves. You know, drink plenty of water. Watch your surroundings and um, take care, you know, take care of your health. And if you got anything you want to share or anything you want me to share, or if you want to give a critique, as long as you're respectable, reach out at when he speaks erotica, when he speaks erotica at gmail.com. And go check out the book Hearts Seduction by J.R. Robinson. My first book, my first ebook. It's not a lot of pages, but it's a good story. Check it out on um, Barnes and Nobles online, Apple, Apple Bookstore, and Amazon Kindle. So please go check the book out. Don't cost that much. I'm not asking for no cash out. I'm just asking to support the the. Um, the podcast, purchase the book. And if you listen to the podcast, please share it, like, subscribe, and share. You know what I'm saying? Hook a brother up. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all have a good night, and I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday. Peace.